You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. And it's Friday, an unusual day for us to podcast, but after the Thursday night game, we wanted to come and uh, give you our reactions. Uh, Today, I'm here with Kirk Marks. Hello, Finn fans. How you doing, Kirk? I'm doing great. That was fun last night, huh? Oh, that was such a good feeling to sit there and and watch them come out when everybody was, you know, saying that they weren't going to win. We we had a a feeling that those analysts weren't going to pick us. But to come out there like that and, and you know, stuff it in their face, you can't get a better feeling than that. You know what it reminded me of, Kirk? It reminded me of the old days, uh, like 1973, when we'd win the toss. In this case, we didn't win the toss, but we still got the ball. But the point is, we'd get the ball, drive 80-something yards, and uh, Zaka would end up in the end zone. And that's what it reminded me of last night. You know, it was hot and humid in uh, Jacksonville, and uh, they they uh, ended up uh, getting the kickoff because Jacksonville deferred, and they just methodically drove it down the field, relying mostly on the run game. That took its toll on Jacksonville a little bit. Uh, the rest of the first quarter, they were pretty much able to have their way. You know, you you saw a team come out and our team come out and actually uh, look like the better team on a Thursday night in an opposing team stadium. And it's been a long time since we could say that. Yeah, especially being on uh, national television and finally not, you know, laying an egg in front of everybody, actually coming out there and, and wake a few people up and see that the team is making progress. Yeah, absolutely. It woke me up. (laughs) It woke us all up. I mean, I, I couldn't get enough of it. It was it was awesome to watch. Uh, they were just dominating on, on both sides of the ball early on, and uh, you know they they uh, they just played really really well. And you you could tell that. I mean, what can you say about Fitzpatrick? I mean, people were on him after the first game, you know, the Patriot game when uh, he had some bad breaks go his way. I mean. You know, a receiver falls down and the and the pass is intercepted. And another one, you know, Gasicki was held up in the end zone and uh, that pass was intercepted. The other one, I think, was his fault. But, you know, I mean, people really were on his case. You know, oh, it's, it's tragic and this and that and the other thing. I thought he played reasonably well. I thought he played reasonably well last week against Buffalo. And nobody can argue that he didn't play reasonably well last night. My gosh, he was, what, 18-20? He actually broke the team record for efficiency in a game. Now, you'd think Bob Greasy or, or Chad Pennington would have that record, but no, Ryan Fitztragic has it. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he is just so fun to watch the way he energizes the team. Uh, I wish he could do it every week, but let's face it, nobody can. Uh, you know, it, it takes a team, but... Uh, his energy last night was contagious, and you could see it just ripple through the team. Yeah, and you know, the, the funny thing about uh, people getting on him, and you described it perfectly, two of those three interceptions that first game were not his fault. You know, he can't, he can't help the receiver falling down, and they got away with a pass interference uh, on Gesicki. The one pass, yeah, that's his. But 
people also got to remember that he got us back within three points in that game. And the offense started clicking and the defense let them go down the field and, and take the game away from us. And then last week we had the lead. Yeah. And the you know, in the fourth quarter we had the lead and the defense couldn't hold it. So everybody that was crying that, you know, put Tua in, put Tua in. Well, like we said last week, Tua doesn't play defense. That's right. So you know, and, and what else is Fitzpatrick able to do? I mean, he came out today or last night and like you said, he energizes everybody. Like the smiles on his face, and when he he scored that touchdown, and all the players are on top of him, pat he him in j- the back, he jacks them all up. He does. Yeah, they love it. They love it. And it was nice to see, like when he was sitting on the sideline talking to Tua, and you see Tua cracking up. Uh-huh. So they, you could you could see that there's a real you know uh, relationship between the two of them, and and everything is positive. So you know they got a. This is Fitzy's team right now. I know a lot of people want to see Tool, but it's not his team yet. It's Fitzy's team. That's and right. They're, and, and, right they're and rightfully progress. so. And rightfully so. I mean, not so much because he's a great quarterback, but because the situation dictates it. You know, he's the guy that Tua is going to learn from. And that's what you want. You want him to be tutored by somebody who can actually help him. And I think Fitzpatrick can. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where they're at with that. And I, I don't know why everybody has to rush Tua onto the field. I mean, you know, this is not a playoff team we're talking about. Even, even if they should somehow sneak into the playoffs, this is not a playoff team we're talking about. So let them go to the draft next year and, and draft their four or five or six players up high that they're going to draft and uh, fill in some of the holes that they have. But for right now, you've got an offensive line that is very young. You've got uh, a defense that's not very good. Uh, so I think that, you know, just have patience. It'll happen. They're, they're building something here, and it looks like, it really does look like, um, some of these guys are going to work out, especially, you know, the two kids on the offensive line, Jackson and uh, Kindley. I noticed uh, that these kids and some of the highlights and stuff, they've been taking guys to the ground. So they got a nasty side to them. Which is which is good. They they battle you every single play. I mean, even when um, Kinley, when that one guy uh, ninety jumped off sides and you know made contact with him, you see Kinley all excited and letting them know oh, I got you this time or you know that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. They're there to play. They have. It's been a while since we had some some you know linemen that we've drafted that that have heart and character, and these young kids have it, man. They they. They got an engine. They want to go. And that's exactly what we're looking for. Right. I mean, they're not there yet. It's going to take some time. It's probably going to take, you know, a couple of off seasons in the weight room. But regardless of that, they're they're playing and they're actually contributing. And uh, they didn't embarrass themselves last night, which is what you want to see. You know, I can't complain about the young kids at all. Uh, you know, the, the center, Karras, I'd like to see play a little better. Uh, but, you know, you can't have everything. So, <laughs> You know, it's a it's a process, and, and it is going to take time. But they'll, they'll find a center that they can win with, and, uh, you know, they'll find a couple of pass rushers, and they'll find a wide receiver or whatever it is they feel they need on offense to uh, uh, give to an opportunity to uh, do what he needs to do once he's given the job. Uh, but as, as far as last night's game, the other guy I want to call out is uh, Chan Gailey. I mean, everybody is on his case, you know, because of his age. And I think that's so cruel. I just don't like it, you know. I don't like it because 
you know, Belichick and, and uh, Pete Carroll, two of the old, oldest coaches in the game, are two of the best coaches in the game. So just because you're old doesn't mean you can't coach. And uh, Galey has a reputation for being a good coach. He's been on some bad teams, but that doesn't make him a bad coach. So I, I think we have to, you know, understand the difference. Uh, I thought he called a beautiful game last night. Now, some people were criticizing him being a little conservative in the second half. But why wouldn't you be? Uh, he doesn't have an electric offense right now. The receivers are having trouble getting separation. Being conservative in the second half made perfect sense to me. Uh, you don't want Fitzpatrick forcing throws into receivers that aren't open and maybe you know giving Jacksonville momentum in life. You are better off doing exactly what they did, and they did it beautifully. I mean, they, they uh, ate up the clock on both offense and defense. And uh, they, they took the uh, Jaguars right out of the game. So I, I thought he did a great job with the uh, play calling. And that, that uh, end around to uh, Grant was, you know, perfect. It was the perfect call at that time because that defensive end was crashing and uh, they took advantage of it. So that's what you want from your offensive coordinator. You want him to spot those things and take advantage of them. He's, look, he's a wealth of knowledge. He he's is. Got a quarter, he's got a quarterback that, that played for him before. And he knows what he's doing. It, like you said, it doesn't matter how old he is. That's that's ridiculous. That's just like saying, you know, uh, Fitzy's really old, right? But what's 37? I mean, that's old for a quarterback, but 37. Right. You know, that, I'm just using that as an example. Uh-huh. But but Gailey knows what he's doing. And and they're making progress. It's it's almost fun to watch the offense, you know, the last uh, – you can see him getting better. And the line, when a quarterback drops back – He's not getting sacked, you know, right away. He got he he took a sack, which right. was his fault last night. Right, that was totally his fault. That's right. He should have got rid that, of that ball. <laughs> yeah, he should throw it away. But uh, okay, he didn't. But the the kids are protecting him, and they are open up opening up some lanes. I mean, in the beginning, Gaskins was getting through those holes that they were creating and getting some yardage. Yep. So and they they rushed for over a hundred yards yesterday. So. You know, it, it, if the line gets better and gets better, it's going to make Gailey's job a lot easier. Of course, he'll put more. He'll put more on their plate as it goes. But he's he called a great game, and, he, well, and he, that's and what I other- tried to make people understand too. You know, with with the offense, they don't throw it all in in the off season, especially an off season like they just came out of a limited off season. They build on the game plan each week, and they build on the playbook each week. So these kids are learning the whole season long. And, uh, you know, that in itself is a process. So, you know, you're going to have more plays in week 10 than you had in week five. And you're going to have more more plays in week 16 than you had in week 10. You know, it's just the way it goes. And uh, those that come back next year will know a good majority of the playbook. You know, that's how you build a team. That's how you build an offense. You know, with free agency, it makes it tougher on some of these coaches now. But uh, regardless, it's, it's, you know, when they when they put a new system in, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for the coaches, and it's a lot of work for the players. Totally agree with that. And then just like you said, they're just going to as they go, they'll add another wrinkle, and they'll add another wrinkle, and things uh-huh. will just uh, they'll just keep progressing from there. Yep, like that play to Grant. I'd love to know when they put that in. You know, that may have been something they installed for this game, or it may have been something that they've had and haven't used yet. You know, I don't know, but. Uh, that's the type of thing we're talking about. You know, they put in different things for different game plans and uh, the kids learn as they go, you know. So 
that's kind of how it's done. But you have to be happy with the way they uh, played, the way they dominated last night. Uh, uh, it was just, it was so nice to see. I, I can't, I can't say enough how nice it was. I mean, we had 23 first downs. We rushed for 138 yards. Uh, you know, that's that's winning football right there. Um, we didn't need to pass for a lot, and we still we still passed for 160 yards, 18 of 20, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and and uh, that was enough to beat the mustache. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, I, I really wanted to beat him when he was talking about. He said something about the elder, which was cool. But then he said and something, you know, another little shot of it was like, or somebody really an elder like this guy. Yeah, I respect my elder, especially my my really really old elder, you know, whatever it was. He said elder, elder. I think is the yeah, way he put it. yeah. And I know it's all fun, but when he said that, I'm like, man, I hope this, I hope Fissy teaches you a lesson tonight, and he taught that young kid something. Sure, he did. Sure he did. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Here, let me show you how to do this, young boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then that he comes out with all his chest hair showing. <laughs> oh, geez, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's so funny. He's got a wild he's got that, that, that wild shirt on and all that chest hair. Ladies, I'm taken. Like, yeah. <laughs> How can you not like that, man? It, it's oh, you love, it's you love the guy. You love the guy. He's just got he's so cool. He's yep. just cool. There's no other way to say it. He's just cool. You know, I mean, you know, think, think, of, how would you like to have him, for, in, you know, for a dad? You know, his kids, his kids are lucky because yep. I'm sure that guy is a character at home. <laughs> yeah. And he gets that, he gets to go home now and uh, hang out with him for a little while. Yep. That's cool. good for him. Good for him. Um, what'd you think of the receivers last night? I heard, I think it was Aikman saying something about Parker couldn't go full speed, but. Parker does Parker. He gets open. Uh, I want to give him kudos because he knows how important he is to the team. And he's saying, I'm not missing any more time with these nagging injuries. I'm going to play through these nagging injuries. And uh, he had a good night. He, was, he had the ball thrown to him five times. He caught all five times. He caught all five targets for 69 yards. And, you know, he was a big part of it. And how about Gaskins, too? Gaskins caught five passes. Yep. He was targeted five and caught five passes. So. They did well, and, and Williams, you know, he caught the touchdown in the end zone this time. He got his big mitts on it and grabbed it and, and pulled it in. So nothing, nothing spectacular, but you know, yeah, everybody he, he got two, a little piece. Two of receptions, it. seven yards. I mean, look, he, I don't think he was getting a lot of separation last night, but uh, he caught the touchdown, and that was a nice catch. Um, I'd like to know if he's healthy, if his ACL is healthy. Uh, because uh, I, I don't think he has, you know, his legs under him quite as much as you might like. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. I had Mark down here. Uh, how about Grant's great catch and then smart enough to know the guy didn't touch him. Touch him, yep. And get Gets up it. and run. Yep. Yeah, because yep. that rookie just, you know, he's thinking college. Yep. He got caught thinking college there. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> that's you know yeah you're playing youngsters you get youngster mistakes and and you know we've seen a few of those on our side as well yeah uh, so you know uh it it'll <laughs> it'll teach him he won't do that again <laughs> no and he had a, he had a little bit of a rough night because uh Gesicki on that touchdown catch caught him thinking the wrong way too right so and it's it's you know like you said it's it's the rookie mistakes that they only get better from and so mm-hmm. I'm just glad that they were making them last night. And 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 Igbo got away with one. He let that receiver go. And if Minshew, you know, at least Minshew didn't throw a good pass or we were in trouble there. Yes. Yes. There was no help behind him. That was his guy all the way. So, but you know what? I it, 
What do you think about um, – I saw Brandon Jones in on a few uh, a few nice tackles on the sideline. He hit that running back pretty hard that one time. He likes he likes to tackle. He's 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 a good tackler. Yep. Yeah. And the only the only thing that drives me crazy, Mike, is I I hate when uh, we see our defenders try to take somebody out with his shoulder and it doesn't work. You when they could like, just wrap uh, when they could wrap them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just stop these. You know. Stop trying to take those shots. If you got a chance to grab the guy, wrap him up. Yeah, he tends to be an arm tackler, and I, I don't know that that's real effective, but uh, I will give him credit. I mean, he, he made probably the game-sealing play last night where he, you know, forced the fumble and then recover it. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice, too. The team had uh, four sacks, and that one, with, that one with Gruger Hill, that was sweet. He came straight through there, just grabbed the guy, and I was almost jumping out of my seat, and I'm like, because every play, we're waiting for him to get some kind of pressure on these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yep. you see somebody breaking free like that, and you're like, that's what I've been waiting for. Yes. But they, they played good last night. They did. Now, they've got the Seahawks coming in, and that's a whole other challenge. But uh, at least they're coming to Miami, and uh, you know we'll have 10 days off to prepare for them and uh, hopefully figure out a way to give them a game. You remember what I said when me, you, and Lou did the, uh, the predictions game by game, right? Flying across the country, playing a 10 o'clock game yep. in South Florida with the heat. Yes, you did say that a few times. <laughs> yep. And we'll, we're going to find out if it works. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I think, uh, you know, Seattle's had a little bit of problems with, I'm not trying to say any, you know, no predictions or anything, uh-huh. but Seattle, their defense isn't that great. They're giving up some points. So if they, if Gailey can keep this offense going, you just, you know, keep that, keep that Russell Wilson off the field if you can. That would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Now, Gaskin last night, for as good a game as he had and as dominant as he was early, he only averaged three yards a carry. He start. It's not like he was running through gaping holes. He had a few nice holes early on, but they closed up as the game went on. Yeah, and that started knocking his average down. I think yeah. in that first drive, he had like five straight runs after, uh, after Grant had that reception and that catch. They gave him the ball five straight times. Yep. And Loved he it. wasn't getting much out of it, so that was killing his average. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I like what they did offensively. Uh, I don't care if you gain three yards, you know. Uh, you gain three on first and three on second, it's it's third and four, and that's a, that's a makeable third down. So I'm okay with that. You know, and, and I think, you know, imposing your will on the defense a little bit uh, is always a good thing because it tends to pay off, pay off late in the game. And yeah. I think I think we saw a little bit of that last night. You know, uh, the Jaguars really couldn't stop us. We stopped ourselves. And uh, late, later on in the game, I think they were just playing clock. They weren't really uh, pressing the score. They were just trying to use time off the clock. Yeah, make sure that they, you know, they got up enough, eat the clock up so Jacksonville didn't have enough opportunities to come back. Yeah, they had a 17-point lead with 10 minutes to go, and I think they kind of backed off both on offense and on defense at that point. But uh, it it worked. <laughs> yes, it did. It was a perfect game plan. Yeah. And, and I also liked how they uh, they went to like that little soft zone that they were playing, and they weren't going to get beat deep. They weren't letting anybody behind them. They were going to keep everything in front of them. And they there was a lot of times where the, the you know the receivers or somebody caught the ball, and they there was a lot of guys around them to tackle them. Yep. So they fixed that a little bit. And that, well, you know, the game plans differ from game to game, so we'll see what happens. But. Uh, I think that was a smart move considering uh, what happened the week before to uh, Igbenogany. 
So yeah. I think I think playing the zone probably helped him greatly, you know, because he was he was not exposed the way he was the previous week. Plus, you know, the Jaguars had a receiver out, so that that was also an advantage. Um, but you know, hey, you know, we've got people out too, like a cornerback. So yeah, we got one of our best cornerbacks out. So and they had their best receiver out. So yeah, you know, it's kind of a wash. Exactly, exactly. And we're not, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses either way. If, if I'm sorry, you know, I feel bad if players get injured because that that's a horrible thing. But if we play somebody and their and their main guys hurt, oh well, that's the NFL. You got to, you know, we're playing to win games here, so a win is a win anytime you can get it. So Godshall played 42 percent of the snaps. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know if you got, you know, I didn't see him involved too much. You know, I don't know if he was clogging up, you know, clogging up the run game or whatever the case may be, but. I didn't see really much out of those guys, which means that maybe they were just doing their job because uh, Jacksonville wasn't able to, what did they get, like 70, 78 yards rushing or something? Something like that. Yeah, 72 yards rushing. Yeah. So yeah. they were clogging up the holes, but there was nothing, you know, nothing flashy or anything that stood out to me about that. Well, Raekwon Davis uh, kind of took his spot on uh, 20% of the uh, plays. So, you know, they're getting him more involved, evidently. Uh, they were both playing nose tackle. I, you know, I, Raquan Davis is a big guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know, he had a camera on him a couple of times. I said, "Oh my, look at the size of this dude." Yeah, got to learn how to play. Still, I mean, he's 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 raw, but uh, he is a big guy. But uh, it looks like they're getting him more involved. And in you know, uh, Godchild's a free agent at the end of the season, so I wonder if that's not telling us something. But you know, it could be nothing. Well, they don't. I. You know, we got another we got another draft and and stuff to happen to see what we who we end up getting, but uh, I don't I'm not so sure that they're going to resign him if well, he wants a lot I'm of saying. money. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's possible yeah. that that Raekwon they're working him in to replace him, and that's just you know a possibility. I'm not saying that's what's happening because what I don't you know there's no way to know, right? But but uh, you know if if they're not happy with Godshall, then that would make perfect sense. And I, I'm. I agree with you 100%. I'm, I feel the same way you do. I, we'll, we'll see as the season goes on, but you know, it, if they're anything like what New England was, if somebody wants a, a ton of money, they're not going to give it to them. They're not going to give it to them. That's right. They're just going to move on and get somebody else to fill the hole. Yeah, but that's smart. Rook- that's, that's smart business. Yeah, because you got to have depth, right? You can't, you can't just throw all your money away and have no depth. That's exactly it. Uh, you know, my theory has always been the best 53 win. It's not the best, you know, five or the best six. It's the best 53. You know, the best five or six help, but some way or another, the other guys factor in, you know, whether it be on special teams or or whether it be, you know, uh, that linebacker that comes in when your starter goes out, you know, one, one way or another, it, it ends up costing you somewhere down the road. Right. And we when we had that problem, we knew we never had any depth. With all yep. that money that Sue ate up and the other guys. Yep. Yep. I mean, so. you got to pay some people. You just have to. I mean, like Howard, they had to pay because cornerbacks are tough to find. Uh, so they, they paid him. And, it, you know, it made sense to pay him. Now, whether or not it made sense to pay all that money for Jones, we'll see. Time will tell. But uh, cornerbacks are tough to get. So I certainly understand their decision. I, I can live with that much more than I can a defensive tackle because I think uh, – 
while you know it's nice to have a dominant defensive tackle, you're you're they're generally not game changers. A cornerback can be a game changer. So yeah, that's, cornerback that's the way or I look at it. Defensive end. Yeah, if, yeah a really good defensive end. Yes, or, or yep. you know yep. Von Miller an outside linebacker or whatever. You know those guys impact games. Right. But uh, you know cornerback impacts games more. I think. Because uh, even when they're not getting the ball thrown their way, they're impacting the game because they're taking the receiver out of it. Yeah. And it makes it easier for everybody else on defense. So, again, it impacts the game, you know. Anyway, that's, that's just my thoughts. Some people may disagree. They may feel pass rush is better, but, you know, it goes hand in hand. you got to have both. you got to have good corners, you. and you got, and you got to have somebody pressure the passer. Look, we don't want – the uh the receivers run all over the place with somebody that can't cover them you don't want to see that you know that that one long touchdown pass you want to see them have to grind it out so you need your defensive backs are definitely important yep yep i mean you know look when we had uh, jason taylor and sam addison and pat sertan you know we, we were pretty good <laughs> yes we yeah. were we were pretty good so i mean that's that's really the goal the goal is to get enough players you know on that defense so you are pretty good but uh uh, we're not there yet, so patience. <laughs> but we have uh, that, that, Yep, that was fun last night. I I really enjoyed it. Can they duplicate it? That's the question. You know, can they can they duplicate it when some of these tougher games come up? You know, they got uh, Seattle, they've got San Francisco, and San Francisco is beaten up, but they're they're still a physical team, and uh, they will be a test. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So I'm looking forward to the next two games. They'll tell us a lot about what our team is and isn't. You know what I'm looking forward to, Mike? A nice 10-day break. <laughs> just, to, just to relax and, and just read the, uh, you know, the stuff we put on the page and, and uh-huh. see what's going on. Hopefully Jones comes back. We get him healthy. And uh, they just keep making that progress. And they come out. And it would be really nice for them to come out there and, and find a way to win that Seattle game. Yeah, that would that, be, would, that uh, would be nice. Even back up at two and two, and then go from there. Yep. And yeah, and we got the you know there's some teams that the, the schedule looks tough, but like you said, there's a banged up 49er team that's not unbeatable. Right. Um, you got you the got Broncos Denver on there. Lost their quarterback. Yep. So there's some there's some. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what how the coaches get us ready to play. But you know if if our offense keeps going the way they're going and trending up and the line keeps getting better, then you know what? We're going to be a tough out too. They're a resilient team. Uh, you know, they they got handled a little bit up in uh, Foxborough against the Patriots, but uh, uh, they're a resilient team. Now, now looking at, uh, going off the thing for a second, looking at that stadium last night uh, and where you were going to have tickets for the game, you are absolutely 100% correct and where you were going to get seats because if you get up in those nosebleeds you are mm-hmm. way up there that's nowhere to watch a game up there where you you are exactly right where you were going to have us sitting because i looked right for that because i'm sitting there thinking all right well this is when i was supposed to meet mike too and we're supposed to be at this game but let me look and just you know take a look at where he was going to have a sit because he knows the stadium and it, where some of these other dolphin fans from other groups i saw them on their facebook stuff up at the top yeah, that's nah. not that's not ideal viewing angles. Not in that stadium. Uh, you know, the, it's much better lower. Uh, yeah. Whereas you know, in our stadium, you know, you can sit pretty much anywhere and have a decent sight line to the game. Uh, you know, you don't you don't really want to sit in the top row of the stadium if you don't have to. But uh, by and large, the upper deck is still pretty good seating. 
Oh, it's great seating. And that, and you had those four jumbotrons. You got one yep. on either side of you. Yep. And two across so, from you. And two across from you. So it, it works out good. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we could dissect the game to death. I think everybody saw it and everybody knows it was it was just a good time start to finish. Yep. So with that, uh, we will be back next Wednesday. Uh, Louis Argoni will be back, and uh, Jim Johnson will be here, and uh, we'll preview the Seahawks. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Kirk. I hope you had fun. Oh, I, had, I had a great time, and I, I feel a lot better than I do the other day when we were uh, doing oh, yeah. our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> much, much better. Uh, you know, it's funny how, how we can change your mental attitude, you know? Exactly. exactly. It really is. It's very <laughs> funny how we can cha- change your attitude. But, uh, you know, it's football, and we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> there you All go. right, guys. Fins up, everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yep, fins up, guys. Have a great time. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 